Welcome to the last and final episode of Just the Good Stuff for 2022. This is your host, Rachel Mansfield, and my husband so kindly offered to interview me for my seven-year fired anniversary episode. So we dive into, it's kind of like a reflection. I share a little bit about my story, um, starting my business and like why I pursued my vlog full-time. If you are newer around here, definitely listen back to the older episodes of my fired anniversary. They're usually around the first week of December. We didn't do one in 2021. So just don't look for one in 2021. But the few years before that we did where I share the entire story of getting fired from my job, why that led me to where I am today. And in this episode, we talk about all of the behind the scenes of running my business. We answer a ton of your questions. We reflect on this year. We talk about what's coming next year. And I'm really excited. I apologize in advance if I sound winded or tired or like monotoned, if that's even possible for me to be monotoned. But I am 34 weeks pregnant recording this intro, and it feels like I'm running a marathon just saying the word the. So that explains that. I'm also in a state of panic where I think every moment that my water's going to break and I'm freaking out. I'm pretty sure this happened to me when Brody was 34 weeks pregnant because with Ezra, we had him at 36 weeks and I'm just getting very nervous. So I apologize in advance for my raspy voice, my tired voice, but I wanted to bring you guys this episode before the baby comes and before the end of the year, end of the year, because I am just so appreciative of all of the support that you guys give me each and every single day and allowing me to pursue my dreams of running my brands and my business and create food that hopefully you and your family and your friends and whomever enjoy and other content that we share. So let me know what you think of this episode. If you have a moment to rate and review the podcast, that would mean so much to me. And we do have a full roster of amazing episodes, I believe through February planned for you guys right now. Um, so even when the baby is here, keep tracking back at just the good stuff because every other Tuesday we will have a new podcast episode that is live and ready for you to listen. And we'll be back before you know it, interviewing some more amazing guests. So happy, happy, happy holidays. Happy New Year. Wishing you all a healthy and safe and delicious holiday season. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Jordan. How are you? I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> not good. Not well, good. We're kind of running out of time to record this podcast. And here we are. I know. I told her I was on the phone with your mom this morning and I was like, I'm not an anxious person, but I'm feeling massively anxious right now with this baby coming and the amount of stuff that I do not, like I'm just like drafting stuff that's due next week today, like a full week in advance, which I don't typically do to like get everything got all my ducks in a row, my ducklings in a row before I have another duckling entering this world. Well, the countdown's on. So I know it's Tuesday, November 22nd in two days, I'll be 34 weeks pregnant. So what's scaring me besides Brody screaming so loud upstairs right now with his nanny is that two weeks from Thursday is when we had Ezra. So I think around the time with Brody, I started to panic. Well, do you remember? Like, did I freak out around this time then too? Uh, yeah, this is this is your usual time. Yeah, yeah. Well, usual wasn't like the second time, but like, yeah, it's this is. I was I'm like very panicky. I didn't sleep at all last night, but also I just feel like my stomach is 
They gotta have all the oh, from, wow. all, look from all the cream. Oh my <laughs> I mean, Rachel has this this cream routine that she oils her stomach with. Um, like it's going out of style. So you could fry an egg on my stomach and my thighs. I put so much oil on every day. It's well, actually, it's not oil. It's a Tula. It's the body butter. But oh, it has right. like a shimmer yeah, I just to call it. it. I just call it oil. Because I say, look, but it looks like oil. Like once it's well, it on, shines. It's like yeah, a it shimmery. A yeah, but I did that religiously with all three of my pregnancies. Yeah, I tried it once. I didn't realize that it actually had like a glitter. A in shimmer. It. Yeah, well, a little I shimmer looked, to it. I looked fabulous that day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I realized we didn't do this last year because I wanted to go back to see. Like we well, didn't because the podcast was on hold because. I put the podcast on hold because we were living in the apartment with Brody. Oh, I know. It was, like it was me, a disaster. Brody, Ezra, and our nanny all day. And it was we like I was recording in a bathroom or a closet. So I just was like, we'll take a hi- hiatus. So that's why we didn't do it last year. But for And we for, were oh we moved. Sorry, to interrupt the first yeah, week of December. Oh, I know. This was this was like the uh packing time last year when I was putting up all the decals in this house, I remember. Yeah. Um, but for people who are new. You've been celebrating your fired anniversary. Well, I don't know if celebrating, I don't know. Maybe yeah. re- recognizing your fired anniversary now. I would say celebrating it. This is my mom always says. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. And this is your fired anniversary from a what we'd call a corporate job or a job that you weren't. Seven, seven years, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it's the same amount that we've been married. So, so why don't you kick it off and just kind of give some people a little refresher on what your fired anniversary is and why yeah. you choose to recognize it. So for the sake of my friends that aren't as new here, we have a couple of podcast episodes where I dive into like the full, full story. And I actually think I have a blog, blog post on it too. But seven years ago on December 4th, Right, it's I think the fourth or the fifth. The third or the fourth. Because I remember this December 2nd is when I got my braces off. Or one of those days I got my braces off. Whatever. First week of December, I was fired from my corporate job. Quote, my like passion, like dr- like on my way to getting my dream job kind of job. And I was completely blindsided when I was fired. And I had had, I started my Instagram like eight months prior that February. And this was December. And I was, so that's like 10 months. And I had like, I think 12 or 15,000 followers somewhere in that range. I was making like $50 a post here or there. I always used to say it was like paying my kombucha addiction. Like my, like it it wasn't like helping really much else, but it was such a passion of mine to like post recipes and connect with other people on Instagram and like share new brands and whatever else. And this is before the term influencer was a thing. So like the influencer career path was not a known career path. Anyways, I go into an office. I was fired from my job. I we had just gotten married that September. I was 25. Yeah, 25. I felt like so, why are you shrugging your shoulders? You should know. I can remember. I know, but like I am gonna get winded in this episode and B, my brain is so foggy to like send help. And I remember walking out to Seventh Seventh Avenue. And was like, what the actual fuck am I going to do with my life? Like, I just got fired from my job. I'm 25 years old. I, I literally post food as a hobby. Oh, my God. What's next? So from there, I collected unemployment, which was I was making the same amount of money from unemployment as I was for my job, which was insane. And fast forward like a couple weeks of like, and I'm not really a sulker. So I definitely wasn't like sulking, but like a couple weeks of kind of being like, 
panicky. Like, what am I going to do? Am I going to get a new job? It's the holidays. No one's hiring. This is like the worst time of year to get fired. And like, it's like ever a good time to get fired, but like really the holiday season is like the worst time to get fired in my opinion. And my mom, my dad and Jordan and I were at a pizza place called Tapo. That was good pizza. Good, like really thin crust, crunchy pizza. And they just sat there and just said like, listen, Rachel, you have a passion for creating recipes. You love Instagram and your blog and these brands that are like in the better for you space. Like give yourself six months and see if you could turn this into like a profitable business. And if you can keep going and if you can't corporate America is not going anywhere. And fortunate for me, I was like very, I'm always, I've always been a very big saver. Like my dad and my mom always taught me to live like below my means. So I've always been like very, very cognizant of my spending patterns and like when to like spend money, when not to spend money and just always like you know, don't overdo it. So I had like a good savings. We also, Jordan and I both lived at home. For, why are you smirking? <laughs> I was just remembering your spreadsheet that you tracked every dollar you spent. No, every dollar we spent. Like I was crazy. Oh, that was no your way, money. But yeah. Yeah. Like I used to have an Excel spreadsheet on the Google Drive that I tracked. Like I bought a, a water bottle on the sidewalk for a dollar. Like it would literally go on the spreadsheet. It was crazy. But between like Jordan living at home for a few years after college, me living at home and on Staten Island for a couple of years after college, and he had like a very like comfortable, steady job, it was okay between that and unemployment for me to kind of like give this a trial run. So I gave it six months and knock on wood, here we are seven years later. So um, can you break down all the different avenues of your brand and like how it's evolved over the last seven years? Yeah. Because I think, you know, where it started out was blog and Instagram, but now there's so many different areas that you've tried to expand into. Yeah. So it started with Instagram and a blog simultaneously because I didn't want to ever put all my eggs in one basket. And I felt like my the job that I was fired from, I was the earned media manager at like CPG brand in the food and beverage space. And we actually like worked with other bloggers. So I was pretty familiar with like the blogging space from that job. And I didn't only want to have like Instagram and like I knew that you wouldn't just only have a blog at that time. Like you need to have social media. So I started with Instagram and blog and like I guess you could say also like Facebook and Pinterest, but like still to this day, that's not something like Jordan does like great job on Pinterest, but like I don't really participate much. And then from there, I wanted to I wanted to write a cookbook. And so I wrote a cookbook. So it was another avenue. Then after right after I had Ezra, I wanted to start a podcast. Because who wouldn't want to start a podcast when they live in an apartment with a baby? And then when you joined my business, we started posting on TikTok. Oh, but then before we had Ezra, we started investing in companies. So it's another avenue. There's been a lot of different avenues. I don't like to get too... Com- like I'm, I'm not someone who like sets goals of like, I want to do this X, Y, and Z next year because I'm just setting myself up to like get disappointed in myself. But I always... I like to get like uncomfortable. Like I would say every year I start something new. Like there's never been a yeah. year that I haven't. I uh, just don't plan. Yeah, you've always focused on like a big project or something else to kind of launch. And I think you've always done a good job of like thinking of ways to never settle and always keep expanding, which now that I've been doing this for 14, 15 months, I've realized you have to keep up with the times and keep innovating or else you're just going to get lost in the sauce. Yeah, you will. And no one likes a boring sauce. Have you ever had to do something that 
you like stopped or when you know how to like cut your losses if, if there was something that just wasn't going well in your business? I would say Patreon when we like try that. It's oh yeah, I when I was that. yeah, I was just I'm editing a video for a um sponsored, like a partnered Oh my god, I'm so brain dead. Um, a collaboration, and I needed past video footage of like footage being a mom and like with my kids, etc. So I was looking at both of our phones in the videos, and I saw a lot of the Patreon video as I was doing that because like this time that last year we were like pretty full throttle there. That's something that we started, and I think has a lot of potential and like had potential, but like. I wasn't ready for it. Like I just was like, I, I didn't feel fulfilled doing it. I wasn't obsessed with doing it. I felt more like a chore. Like I wanted to just keep diversifying my like brand and what I was doing, but I just like, didn't feel like alive doing it. I so didn't really, I don't think it really aligned with what, with content you were trying to produce. No, I also just felt like asking people to pay for like content just felt weird. Like, I think that there's a time and a place to get paid for your content. But for me, Patreon just like, wasn't that. Cause I was always very confused. I was like, well, what do I share on Instagram versus what I share on Patreon? And there's a lot of people that do Patreon very well. I just, it wasn't, wasn't working. Isn't Instagram doing something similar now where you could pay? Yeah. um, They have like a subscription service, but it's the same thing. You're just seeing specific content that's not Mm -hmm. available elsewhere. They'll be like, "Oh, it's premium content that like only our subscribers get." Blah blah blah. I'm like, maybe I'll do that next year. I have no idea. But I tried Patreon. I didn't like it. There's nothing I can think of else that I tried that I kind of put the kibosh on. Um, Yeah, no, but you you're very like quick, and this is one of the best things I think about you is. You're very decisive and you're very quick quick to make a decision. So when there are things that you feel like aren't going well, I think you're very good at knowing it and not taking it so personally. Thank you. Yeah, I also don't overanalyze anything with work. I'm very like, I overanalyze things in my personal life and like if I'm going into labor or not right now, you <laughs> don't overanalyze um, stuff with, with work because I know that there's so many different things I could be doing that if one thing isn't like filling me with joy, like I'm not doing it anymore. Something you always talk about. And I was thinking about when I was trying to put together the questions for this podcast Mm -hmm. is a lot of people in the food space that had blogs or Instagrams um, over the last eight years have kind of gravitated, gravitated away from it. Or I think you've always focused on it and you have even doubled down in a lot of cases with it. What made you decide to stay with food? I love food. I just think like I, it's such a comfort to me. I started my account because I wanted to make food that was quote like healthy, but like not as like advertised or like promoted as like healthy, just like food that made you feel good, but also tasted good. Like food that fuels your soul and satisfies your cravings, but also like is the nutrition that your body needs. And I've never gotten bored with that. And I also like cultivated a community and a following because of posting food. So in my opinion, like for, or from my perspective, like why would I stop doing that? Like I've never even like contemplated stop, stopping doing it. I think the people that start with food and then transition out of food, they personally got bored with food, which is totally fine. Like don't do something that's boring to you. But I haven't gotten bored with food and I don't think I will because my food and my recipes have evolved over the last well, like eight years of having my blog 
as I've evolved and grown. So, you know, at first it was like primarily desserts and banana breads and cookies and this and that. And then it started to be like more meals and things. And then when we had kids, it was like, now it's food for your family. I just think it's, even though it's still food, it's evolved with me as I've grown as a person. So it's like stayed in my lane, but also like matured. I'm going to jump ahead for a second because one of the listeners had a question and it was, how do you come up with all your recipes? So I figured this is a good time to ask. Honestly, things that I like am craving or think that like my family would like or my mom or my dad or like someone that I'm like, oh my God, they would probably like love something like this. They love making it for them. I'm also constantly like, how can we feed our family a great meal um, without it being a lot of work? Like what's like a quick and easy meal that like our kids will get excited about? You can eat, I can eat. It has vegetables in it. It like is healthy. And like, I always think of like the mini tortilla pizzas. Like we left to go away, like the the muffin cups. Like we, Oh, I know. Like we left to go away a couple weekends ago. And before I left, it took me 10 minutes to put that recipe together. And it had like spinach, broccoli, sauce, and cheese in it. And like in the mini tortilla, like the muffin um, tin with tortillas. Like it was just, I'm just constantly thinking of things like are going to fuel my kids. And also stuff that like anyone can eat. Um, and that's not labor intensive. I was talking to Lisa this morning and she was like planning her Thanksgiving menu. And she was like picking a recipe from like all of her like people in the food space. Like she like loves. So she's like making one recipe from each person. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's so funny. Cause I don't even have to like look at the directions on your blog because I know that if it's something that you're <laughs> sharing, <laughs> like I know that I'm going to be able to do it. And then it's like very basic and simple, but she's like picking from like some of the talent she represents. And she's like, I know that some of their stuff can be a little bit more intricate. So I'm like paying closer attention. So I feel like if I try and make things as simple and like dumbed down as possible, and I don't say that disrespectfully because like I'm so lazy in the kitchen, like Jordan will be meticulously like cutting Brussels sprouts and an onion and I cut it where it just looks like someone sat on it and the onion smushed. I like consistency. And you were like, yeah, you cut yeah, onions like, onion like, onion like 30,000 different I just don't care though. Sizes. Like, I'm like, let's do this in 10 seconds and then be done. Yeah, but then you get a big bite of onion. No one ever wants that. Whatever. Like, you know, if somebody likes it. Somebody likes it. Half a million people like it. <laughs> I don't get complaints. <laughs> Crazy. And then I feel like social media is always changing and trying to like keep everyone on their toes. Where do you learn? I mean, fuck you over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you keep up with it? I, I, I don't. I mean... I've been doing this and I have such a hard time following the trends and what's going on, but I always feel like you have a good pulse on it, but I never see you like consuming all the social media platforms. I like don't think I have a good pulse on it. Like I think I'm really like, especially like I don't consume TikTok. I don't consume anything besides Instagram. Like I post on TikTok and then I get off and I post on the days that I like remember, which I think I've been, I've been pretty good at remembering at least once a day, but I don't know. I just... I I guess because I'm just on it and I'm in it that I keep up with it. I I also think that like Hillary, kind of like my manager, gives me updates on things. Like also through like brand collaborations, I see like what brands are asking for. So it's kind of like where people are prioritizing on Instagram or social media. Um, but I I don't think that I'm like very in the know. Like I think I'm like pretty a delayed delayed human to like consume some things like the subscriptions like the reels bonus plays like 
didn't know about that. Like I didn't pay attention to that for a while. Um, and Instagram's constantly like putting out new features and like new things that sometimes it's just like too much to handle. Uh, but then I'll see like other accounts like using it. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should actually like pay attention to this. So as I'm like consuming content, I think that's how I like learn about new things. And then is there anything that you wish you did sooner for your brand? I wish I started TikTok um, in 2020 when Seth's my brother's old girlfriend told me to start TikTok. And I didn't. It just shows you how old we are. <laughs> I'm, I know. I was like, I don't really like that. Like, you didn't work with me then. I was like, I don't really have the capacity, which I didn't have the capacity to like do something. Cause I'm someone who like, if I'm not doing it, if I'm not all in and I'm not doing it well, I don't want to do it at all. Like I don't like to half-ass things. So I'd rather just pretend it doesn't exist. And that's what I do with TikTok. So I kind of wish I paid attention to that sooner, but I don't think that I would have had the bandwidth to actually do it well, but I do wish that I did do it sooner touching on bandwidth um a lot of your work is your life so how do you separate the two and find some sort of i know you don't like the word balance but balance between the two it's kind of hard because like i love being off my phone like i don't like when any phones are on the dinner table when we're having dinner i don't look at instagram on saturdays it's locked on my phone during the day like i I do a good job like separating it, but then at the same time, like I feel like when I don't carry my phone with me, I'm constantly like, Oh, Jordan, take a video of this because I want to consume it. Or, I mean, I want to capture it. Um, so I think it's kind of hard. Like I don't share our kids vulnerabilities on Instagram. Like I don't share when they're having like a tantrum, like maybe I'll talk about it afterwards or like talk about struggles. Like right now we're really struggling with Brody sleeping in his effing bed um but i'm not like i i just don't like when we were potty training like i wasn't showing like ezra and his like wiener roaming around the house like i try and keep things like separate when it comes to like personal private things and then things that i think are appropriate but also people relate to the things that i that like i usually the things that i'm most hesitant about sharing people relate to the most or the things that i think are so boring to share people are like oh my god i need more information about that like when i shared about brody going from like the pack and play to a bed everyone wants to know what's going on yeah i just feel like people need some it's not help or guidance but i think people just want to have like some sort of community around the struggles in real life they feel less alone like boring mundane stuff that actually is pretty important mm-hmm. which i think I think you do a pretty good job of of showing but not oversharing and then taking like a a pulse to see if people are interested. Yeah. Like I I don't think – I think like my newer followers don't know probably like how close I am with like my parents. Like I don't post as much about them anymore like I used to. Like like especially when when we lived like a mile from them. Like I don't share as much about like my personal – life like even like when we were at like danielle's wedding this weekend like i didn't take that much content when i was there like most people when they go to weddings they take like so much content and i like didn't even take a picture during the day like and i but like that was amazing to me like i loved that because i'm on my phone five days a week all day that like on a weekend or when i'm like celebrating my best friend's wedding i don't want to be on my phone it's also so easy to get content now because so many people are like everyone yeah. has Everyone's taking pictures. Exactly. So if you're not, it's actually it's actually a really good way to think about it. Because you really don't need to if you're at an event like that, because everyone else will be. 
Well, for someone like me, I need my own content because I wouldn't like post somebody else's. No, I know, but like, it's it's like if you if you like, oh, I wish I had a picture from X, Y, and Z. Like, you can get one. Yeah. So I want to switch over to like some 2022 reflections. Okay. So these questions can either be about personal stuff or about your brand and company. Hit me. So you you decide. I'll just have I'll say the question and you decide how you want to answer. Okay. Okay. Sounds like a plan. What was the biggest change to you or your brand in 2022? I guess like still having you as like an employee. Like you, hey. came, you came on in 2020, like halfway through 2021, but I went into 2022, like with someone else and also, oh, you, and then I switched management teams within, within DBA. So like that was a huge shift for sure. I mean, moved to a new house. Like there was a lot of things going on. I know. That's why it was a pretty loaded question. Yeah. There was, <laughs> These are hard hitting questions on the podcast. Oh, yeah, today. yeah. I'm going to be sore. <laughs> 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 what are you most proud of that happened in 2022? Definitely getting pregnant. We got pregnant with Ezra and Brody and this baby, like all within fertility treatment. But I always say like, even though we had to do fertility treatment, like we were very fortunate on it not taking a long time. Like with Ezra, once we, it took three trials within the fertility ways or fertility treatment ways to find what method like works for us. But then like we took that method and then did it again with Brody and then took that method and did it again with this baby. And it could have been a lot more intense than it was. And we got really lucky. So I'm like, I'm really proud of that. And also really, really thankful for that. Yeah. Was, um, not that it's easy to do, but it was nice to know that we had like a method that worked for us. And yeah, but we also got lucky. Like, no one else that no, was know, like that consistent. I know it was lucky, but it was also nice to see that the same thing worked yeah. over and over We're again. We're so fortunate for that. Yeah. Like I can't trust that enough. Very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. It could have been so much more intense and worse for us. What was the greatest lesson you learned in 2022? Probably like how to slow down a little bit. Like on your walks. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Right now. Um, yeah. I think how to slow down and like just knowing like I'm not going to get everything I want to get done, done. And that's okay. I think that took me a really long time to accept. Like there's certain things on my to-do list that I like will bold on days where like I know I'm going to have difficulty prioritizing it. So like I know which ones like have to get done that day versus things that like the world will go on if it doesn't get done that day. Um, but like right now, like I'm in the mood where I'm like basically being hypocritical, hypocritical to myself. I'm like, everything has to get done today because I can't breathe. Um, but yeah, just knowing that like slowing down is, is okay. And it feels really nice. Is there anything you wish you did in 2022 that you didn't? I think we did a good job traveling. Like yeah. we got to Colorado. We went to Italy. We went away with friends. Where else did we go? We went to we Florida went, twice. went to Florida twice. We went to the Hamptons with my family. I feel like we did a good amount of traveling that we could do. Oh, we went to LA. Wow. We had a busy so, year. Yeah, we definitely. Well, I said that before we had a third kid that I was going to like oh, do no, as much I, I as I know, could. but it's kind of when you think about back to like what the months actually were we did a lot of traveling in the west spring yeah the second i was done breastfeeding we bought I oh, right. so much stuff i was like goodbye everyone everything and i think you know we definitely take a great advantage of like having parents at our disposal like your parents are very helpful when it comes to like 
like babysitting for the kids at night, like once they're done with work. And like my parents have been very helpful too when they're home. So I think between the two of them, we can really like, we have, we're, we have a, such an amazing support system and we have an amazing nanny. So like in conjunction, like bringing all that together, like I definitely think that we took advantage of that as much as we could. Yeah, I said something to your mom. I was like, I wish like you had to, had to go on like one more trip this year. She's like, I think you want to weigh it up. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you know, we were st- first we were got pregnant with Brody and then it was COVID. And then we like had a baby. So we, we didn't get to do anything for like be over two, two years. And, like we're two people who like love to go away and try new like experience new things. So it felt really nice to, to get away. Yeah. No, we definitely uh, took really good advantage of the uh, childcare situation we had. Well, this also, year for traveling. I think that like Ezra and Brody are like at an age, especially Ezra, where it's a lot easier to watch him because he's like, I don't even have to like leave notes on what to do for Ezra when we're away because like A, he's a dictator. So he tells everyone what he, he needs to do, like what he wants to eat, what he wants for dessert, when he goes to sleep, when he needs to poop and whatever. So I think as he's getting older, it's also just easier. Then he also knows like Brody's schedule and yeah stuff. like you know, just tell everyone. exactly it's so easy it's like we're having a baby when we're just getting into like a very good rhythm uh since it's the week of thanksgiving what are you thankful for i'm thankful for my health my family's health <laughs> i'm just thinking of my dad <laughs> um my dad when we were on new year's eve <laughs> i always make everyone go around every new year's and say like what they what they like loved about this year like what they want to work on for next year like what they're hoping for the next year and my dad just kept talking about health and wealth and i was peeing myself the entire time like the guy must have said health and wealth like i don't know like 50 times excuse me in his like one like a speech and it was like a 20 minute speech of health and wealth and so i'm thankful for health um i'm thankful for like a great year like business wise i guess so i guess you could say like the wealth in that front but also just like i would like the it's like does emotional wealth make sense like i feel like very fulfilled with like my family and my support system like i just feel very like fortunate for that and i'm thankful for like my family thankful for you like there's nothing that like there's nothing I'm not thankful for that's in my life. I'm thankful for you, my kids, my parents, my in-laws, my house. Like, I just feel like I have a very, like, I think I have a very, like, in-place life. Like, things are, like, in-place. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'm, like, I'm thankful for that because, you know, 32. It's kind of, like, uh, maybe, like, stability. I think everything. that's a good, yeah, thank you. I'm very thankful for, like, the stability in my life. We'll see what happens with the recession in 2023. But as Joe keeps reminding my dad keeps reminding me, it's gonna go up and down the rest of your life, Rachel. It'll be fine. And I was like, all right, sounds sounds good. It's true. Everything is cyclical, so things go up and down. Yeah. And, down. Um, and then just looking to the future, what are you most excited about for 2023? Excited about? I don't know. Let's get you up in the morning. Soon a newborn. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm excited about. I'm like curious how it's going to be being a mom of three because I just, it kind of like hit me before that when I became a mom, it's like I had like your mom was a mom, like my mom is a mom, like other friends, compan- like people that are moms and I had two kids and then okay, yeah, like I know a lot of people that have two kids, like your mom had two kids, my mom had two kids, whatever, you get the point. 
having a third kid. I don't know many people with three kids. Like I, I, I don't like I'm the only one out of my friends. They're like my, my close first, friends. First one to get there. Yeah. And I don't even know if most will get there. Like, oh, especially yeah. a lot of our local friends, they don't want more than two kids. So I'm curious how that's going to impact my life personally and professionally. And just how that it's going to be to juggle that. Like I, I have heard, and I'm hoping for this is the case, but I have heard that the third is usually the easiest and most independent. Um, but this baby is in the same breach effed up position as Ezra. So I just hope that they're a little bit easier as a child than Ezra because Ezra came like a bat out of hell. And it was just a really rough transition for me. Um, and you, but in more in particularly in, in, for me because I'm more emotional. But yeah, I'm curious about that, how being a mom of three will pan out. What I'm excited about, I don't know. What are you excited about? Um, in life would be having three kids and <laughs> navigating that. But you're excited? You're not nervous? Oh, uh, yeah, but I could be both. I'm nervous, but also excited. Um, I think it's something we've always something we've wanted so it's something that i've been looking forward to i mean i'm obviously not looking forward to the sleepless nights and all that stuff that comes with it but the enjoyment that two brings i can only imagine what three brings so that should be pretty cool and then i think for work um you know taking changing the careers the way i did i guess i never really like thought about it that way but it was almost like starting from scratch again even though i had you know everything that you built which was really a strong foundation for everything, but it was more or less like starting over for me in a lot of ways. And I finally feel like I'm at a position where I kind of understand or can really see the big picture of a lot of things. And it's giving me a lot more comfort to kind of plan or make like bigger picture decisions for like the future, which I think I've always had a hard time doing, but I actually started to feel like I'm in a spot that that actually feels attainable or that I'm able to do it. So I'm looking forward to that for next year to keep like strengthening the things that we've done and hopefully keep expanding into new areas and keep innovating within, within your brand. Yeah. I think 2022 is a big learning, a big learning year for you career wise. Cause I think you're finally getting it that like, there's not like, someone sitting in an office above you that's going to be like throwing things down at you that like you're really in control over what happens and like over your own destiny and like if you're not doing it initiating it and following through with it nobody else it ain't happening it ain't gonna happen and i think that's definitely something that's hard about about running your own business but it's also something that like i love because like i hate people telling me what to do <laughs> Wait, good thing we have that on recording. I don't, I mean, I don't deny that. Like, I don't like when people tell me what to do. But I think that you're someone who is like very used to someone telling you what to do. So it was a big adjustment for you to like go into that type of lifestyle, like professionally, where like, like even when we were picking the time for this podcast, like you were like, what time tomorrow do you want to do it? I literally was like, I'm pretty open until three. Yes, but and you are, are like you're like you're so particular and have all these things that you yeah, do. Yeah, but like I, I like, didn't I don't know your But if I'm saying like I'm pretty open until we have calls starting at three because I'm like starting to slow down as much as I can. I know, but you're and also you, thirty three weeks pregnant. Like, thirty four. I'm 34. trying to I'm trying to be a. A lot of times you think when I'm 
I'm just trying to be cognizant of, of your. Oh, I know, but when I'm literally yeah. saying whenever, like that actually means like whenever you want to do it. But Jordan still is just like, well, what do you mean you don't have a specific time for me to like put on the calendar? Like, I'm like, Jordan, just pick the time, and then we'll do it around that time. I don't thought maybe your energy levels would be better at one point or another, uh, but just I'll just know. go. I'll just go f myself. You just don't know. My energy levels are a zero at this point. Well, I figured you'd have a better idea than myself. It so. was funny because our daddy was like getting out of the kitchen, thinking I was going to start. Recipes, and I was like, mm, girlfriend, I'm done. I, I, right now, I'm so done. Usually, we're in the kitchen from like 10 to 3, and I just can't do it right now. What's coming to your brand in 2023? If Hillary's listening, she's going to hope and I say as an assistant. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I have no idea. I never go into. Wait, if you don't know, then who knows? I never go into any year with a with a plan. I'm not saying a plan, but I'm just asking for like anything that's coming out that people can know about, like a new blog rebrand. Oh, well, like because like that was has been going on for half of 2022. I forgot about it. Yeah, I need to review that today. We we're redoing my entire website, so that's going to launch hopefully before the end of before the end of this year. We'll see. And I don't know what else is going to come next year. We should have at least a podcast every other week planned. Okay. See, you think of things so like tactically, like I'm thinking like big picture. Like I don't. I know, but I'm saying people are going to be listening to this and I'm asking what they, what, what they can expect from your brand in 2023. Oh, I know, but I'm actually answering like, honestly, like, like that blog rebrand should be done in 2022. So that's not 2023, but it'll like fall. Like I'm just like, I don't, 2023, I don't know. I have no idea what's going to come. I really don't. Hopefully, Great Chick like continues to like boom and take off because I think that we've had a lot of fun doing that this year, and I think there's a lot of potential to get involved with brands even more intimately next year. I blog rebrand. I think we are going to go a lot harder. Not I think we are going to go a lot harder podcast. I actually like handed my podcast to Jordan and told him to kind of run with it in many of ways when it comes to helping me execute it and handle it. So that way it could be, I just don't have the capacity to do all of the podcasts, the intricacies of it. So we're going to try to do weekly podcast episodes. Um, when I'm back from newborn land, what else is coming, coming in next year? I thought those are the main things. It seems like you had a lot of, I don't know. We'll see. I have no idea. I'm someone who like, I don't like goals. I don't like having a business plan. I do want to do like a vision board of sorts, which you do at like the end of the year. But with this scheduled C-section for December 30th, I don't know like how attainable that will be, but we'll see. But I don't know. I like yeah, to- some, Something that I want to get is something that's visual. Like an actual vision. Yeah. Not, not, I mean, maybe it's not a vision. Well, I guess maybe it's a vision board, but just have like short-term, long-term, medium-term goals and like things that we want to accomplish throughout the year. Cause I think it's nice to put it somewhere and not just like write it down and then forget about it. Um, to actually like track progress, which I think for me is very good. Cause I'm very good at setting and forgetting. We should do that. I think not like our first therapist said that Remember? Yeah. She said something similar. Yeah. She said to get something. We could look into doing that. I would love that. Yeah, it could be like a probably like a whiteboard or something. Well, it like has that. to be like aesthetically, like looking. Oh, of course. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to be the one buying that. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. Good talk. Once I wrap all these Hanukkah gifts next to us. Um, yeah. Any any day now. They, are you crazy? 
Yeah, well, I've been sitting we have to lock our, our office now because our kids can't come in. Well, I'm doing things in top terms of priority, like things that are paying for those Hanukkah gifts. I'm taking care of first before I'm wrapping the Hanukkah uh, gifts. Let's get these wrapped up. You know what I mean? Literally. Mm-hmm. All right. Now you asked um, your community if they had any questions. So I went through them and then summarized them up to a couple of like larger topics that I think could answer a lot of them. Okay. So I just think recently there's been a lot of stuff in the news about people getting laid off from their jobs. And I think this just comes at a good time when we record this um, just to kind of give people advice if that were to happen to them or any tips on like motivation to kind of, you know, kind of get out of that funk of, of feeling bad and then, you know, focusing on the future. So I think it's, I'm definitely someone who feels my feelings. So I think it's 1000% okay to feel like you're in a funk or feel disappointed or feel pissed off, mad, angry, whatever it may be, but to not let it debilitate you. So while you're, you know, sulking for a couple of days, punching a punching bag or whatever it may be, like, right. This is like, if you got fired or laid off or whatever, maybe make a list of things that fuel you and things that excite you motivate you, what you're passionate about, because instead of looking at it as the worst thing that ever happened, like look at it as the start of something that's like going to be like awesome and amazing for you. So this is an opportunity to start fresh, find a new job, find something that like lights you up every day, even more, even if your last job made you happy, like you're going to find something else that like makes you even happier. It might take trial and error to get there, but like you will get there and everything in this type of sense, like it, it will, it happens for a reason or for a reason. And like, it will pan out and things will be okay. I thought this one was actually really interesting. They said, would you ever stop pivot and find a new career? Oh my God. Probably. I was talking about this this morning. I say this all the time. Like we spoke to our financial advisor last year and I was like, I mean, sorry, last week. And I'm like, when do I retire again? I don't, yeah, I think a million percent. I think one day I'm going to be bored of doing this and tired and I'm going to want to focus on my children. So um, you, you wouldn't do another, you don't think you would work some, I think it was like, would you work somewhere else? I don't think I could voluntarily. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would depend on the situation. Like if I was the co-founder of a company or like, you know, on the board of advisors of that company and like worked with them that capacity. I I just don't think that after running a business yourself for, you know, it's eight years, like in February of having my business seven years full time, like I don't think that I'm, I could like mentally handle going into an office and having someone tell me like what to do, what hours to be there. And like, I've, I did that. I did that for four years. I did that after college. I, it's crazy. I was actually talking about this too this morning that so many people now like go right into the influencer space and they've never worked at an office. Like I've worked at a cubicle for years. Like I had to be at an office every morning at eight 30 in the morning and leave at five 30 exactly. And then go home and like still have to answer to somebody. Like I've done that. I don't want to do that again. That's not for me. That would not fit into your uh, schedule. <laughs> it wouldn't. But then at this, on the flip side, there's some days that I'm like, I wish I worked at a company like that because you get to your office at nine or you turn your computer on at nine, you close your laptop at like 5.30 and then you're done. I'm never done. Like my team is calling me at 10 o'clock at night asking me because it's seven o'clock their time asking me questions or whenever it may be. And it's like, I don't have the type of job that ever shuts off. 
Like there's things that have to get done on a weekend. There's things that have to get done in off hours. Like while I have the autonomy to do what I want during the day, which is amazing, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It is something to consider because like I don't ever, I don't have a job that like ever shuts off. I don't have a maternity leave. I've never had a maternity leave. Yeah, there's obviously, there's give and take in whatever you do. And ultimately, like you said, you hit the nail on the head. It's all about autonomy of you running the ship or not. Yeah, like I was talking to my friend yesterday who's due a couple weeks after me and she has a six-month maternity leave. And she doesn't have to think about her job for six months. I've never had the opportunity to not think about my job for six hours with only six months. Like, that's awesome. You'd be bored. <laughs> I know that I would be bored, but no, I also I think I'd get pretty comfortable after no, a while. I'm, I'm sure it would be nice. So, I don't know. Never say never, but I don't... I'm, like, hoping that doesn't happen. I'm hoping that by the time I'm done doing this, I'm, like, you know, could be, like, class mom on the PTA, make some cupcakes, if they allow them in school by then, and, you know, be present with my children. Was your major in college helpful in what you're doing? No. (laughs) I was a business administration. I was a double major, business administration with a concentration in marketing and then media communications. So yeah, when you like say that out loud, it probably sounds like it was was helpful for what I'm doing today. But what was helpful for what I'm doing today is being the assistant to the CEO and founder of a CPG brand and learning so much about running a business from him. Like I learned everything. I think... I think that I am someone who was like born with like a mindset of being more entrepreneurial. And I think that having that job, that was my second job out of school, definitely helped set like further, like kind of bring that out of me. Um, Cause I was only his assistant for like less than a year. It's not like I was there for like years, but I learned so much. And I think that taught me more than college. College taught me like independence, how to take care of myself, responsibility. Yeah getting things done on time. Um, it teaches you how to think. Yeah. And just, it's like a bubble. It was like a, you know, like it was like a, a bubble of a world, but no, my major did nothing. Yeah. I, th- I think the job before you went off on your own, just kind of showed you the, the possibility of what was out there yeah. in a different lens. Totally. Especially cause it was like outside of your job before that, that was like, advertising that you were sitting in the cubicle for. Yeah. Yeah. I loved my job before this. It was helpful. And these are just a couple of like more questions. I think people are curious about how you like run your business and all the stuff that goes on in social media. Okay. But so I, I just narrowed it down to three. How do you execute and schedule all the content creation across all of your platforms? I really just made a schedule like a week ago going into the maternity leave um, or whatever what you want to call it before to the baby coming. So I, my team, like my management team, I have a coordinator that helps run. Well, I really have like two coordinators that help run my schedule. So from like branded content, I have a calendar and then I kind of like adjust my the content that's not sponsored accordingly. Um, did you repeat the question? Yeah, how do you execute and schedule all the content creation across all your platforms? So we typically like right, it kind of depends because like right now with the baby coming, we're like planning content through February. But other than that, like I don't want to say that I'm like laid back about it, but like after talking to like other food blog like food content creators, 
who plan for like, you know, in a year from now, like I'm definitely a lot more low key than that. I also think that in order to keep up with the trends, it's kind of like, let's make this. And then if I want to post it like tomorrow, like let's post it tomorrow. But there's certain instances where we make things in advance and post them like a few months out. So it's not like a very like streamlined answer to this question because it's different from a case by case basis. Like for branded content, I have to submit things for approval, get it approved. Then there's a live date. And then there's like a lot more of like a, like a process in place. But for organic content that I want to just like post, it's just kind of like on, on my terms and like whatever it fits into my calendar, I post it. I can't wait to take out that soundbite where you said that you're a low key. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, I'm just going to like cut that little piece out. I'm low key. Say I'm I low am key. low key. You don't think so? Uh, I'm at a content calendar. I'm very low key. You like begged mm-hmm. me to have a calendar a year ago, and I was like, "Now you know why I don't have a calendar." Well, yes and no. Just because when you have I've been two people, job. When, when you have two people, it's a little bit easier to know what's on tap instead of just what's in your head. But then also, it's like I go off of like what's. Like yeah, she made this calendar, though. and she's already changing that shit up. Every day. No, I've been doing it so well. Are you kidding me? I've been really following that calendar. All right, good. Um, do you do all the posting on your platforms? I do. It's me and my fingertips. Except for Pinterest. I do Pinterest. Oh, sorry. I forgot about Pinterest. But that's more like... I do all of Instagram, TikTok, Instagram stories, blog. <laughs> Rachel wanted me to, to post on TikTok. Oh, and she, that was a disaster. She, literally, she let me do it once and she just told me I did everything wrong and then she just took it back. Yeah. But it's your name, your brand, and your words, so it's kind of hard yeah. for someone else to do it. No, it's me. It's I'm, me. I'm glad she's she's admitted to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the last one unless you want to add anything to the end, but here we go. Okay. What are your favorite and least favorite parts about what you do? My favorite parts... I have a, I have a few. I love the autonomy of my job. Like, I'm in control over it. I love that I get to wake up and do truly what I love. I get to work with brands that I like buy at the store or order online and like get paid by them. Like that's a dream. Like that's amazing. I love that I get to hopefully help people in some way. I'm not saying in like a community service type aspect because like I'm not, I don't mean like a, I just, I hope that I help people feel less alone in some way when I talk about things that we're going through or with our family or our kids, or I help someone figure out like what to make for dinner that night or a cookie recipe that is gluten-free and still tastes good. Like, I just hope that I'm helping people in some way or another. And like, that's something that is a favorite part of what I do. I like that it's really it's it's hard to get bored because there's always so much going on. Like I'm never bored ever. Um, my least favorite part, there's probably even more things that are like my favorite, but I, oh, I also love like meeting people when I'm like out at the grocery store or out at a restaurant or wherever it may be. Like I love being able to meet people that are like, oh my God, I made your crispy Parmesan potatoes last week and they were so good. And I'm just like, wow, thank you. Like, that's so cool still to me to know that like my food is making it into other people's homes. My least favorite part of what I do is never being able to shut off, which is something I just need to be in better control over. 
I, my other least favorite part is when, are when brands are a royal pain in my ass and reject content, don't give you the autonomy and like give you such specific briefs that it almost like paralyzes you. And then you like don't know what to say because you're reading a brief and like they basically write a script for you and it sounds nothing like you. But then if you don't submit that content, they're going to reject it. And then it's just like a whole fiasco. And I hate when I submit content on time when it's supposed to be submitted, say November 21st to be posted November 23rd. And it's November 21st. I submit it early and then it's over 23rd and I still don't have the approved content. And the next thing you know, it's like December 20th and I'm still waiting for the approved content. That's annoying. It's annoying when people don't pay me on time. It's annoying. I, there's a lot of annoying things that I don't like about, but it's typically all that have to do with collaborations because I think that's where people are getting more involved in the content of what I'm posting. And I get, I lose control over what I'm doing. But then the worst part of that is like, I'll post it the way that they want it. And then it doesn't perform well. And by perform well, I mean, not enough people ordered or used a code or swiped up or whatever it may be. And I'm like, yeah, girl, because I told you that's not how I do, like, that's not how I operate. And you made me do that that way anyways. So that that's my least favorite part. I should have just had that one. I should have started with that question. We could have went the whole day. Probably. <laughs> well, I'm happy we got to air out your grievances before the new year. So this will be the last you're hearing of us until the new year. And probably until we have a third baby, and we'll be parents of three. Hopefully, I'll have all the intros pre-recorded before the baby comes, but we shall see. Um, but we lined up a bunch of amazing, amazing guests and episodes um, for the first couple of months for 2023. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear from them. Um, yeah, we've got some heavy hitters. We do have some heavy hitters. One I'm really excited about is the Vagina Whisperer. That was a really cool episode. The only downside of that episode is that Jordan now takes 45 minutes to pee every time he pees. Um, yeah, you got you to breathe into it. And yet Emily come on, um, who was helping me with, who's been helping me with like prenatal training and things. We have Jason Carp coming on, the co-founder of Human Co. And he was one of the founders of Hugh Kitchen. Who else is coming on that I'm having a brain fart? We have the uh, well and good uh, 2023 oh, good. trends. Yeah, 2023 trends. Which is re really interesting to see. And they've done a really good job of hitting some of them uh, pretty well on in the past couple of years. Yeah. No, I'm excited. There's a lot of amazing guests lined up. So I came with you guys to listen to those episodes. And... If you like this episode, let us know. And as always, if you want to rate and review the podcast, that'd be amazing. And have a health, happy, healthy, and safe holiday season because this is End coming the out year. the first. Yeah, middle first of December. Of, first week of December. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for all of your support, as always. And we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for you. Thanks. <laughs>